0: Welcome to Roots for Growth podcast, where we aim to spark your curiosity, share learning and inspiration and connect you with what's important in your life. And today I'm delighted to be joined by Lauren McQuaid. Hi, Lauren.
1: Hi, Anna. Hi Hi there. there.
0: And uh, I'll introduce Lauren. Now, for the past 25 years, Lauren has been on a journey which has taken her from the depths of despair to the highest of highs, quite literally In her mid-twenties, she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, also known as manic depression. This has posed many challenges over the years and even led to her being admitted to hospital five times. However, the silver lining to this cloud is that it is her difficulties with her mental health that have led Lauren to discover her life's purpose, to teach others and spread the message about the skill of self-compassion, something that has been truly transformational in terms of her own mental health. Lauren aims to reassure those suffering that they are not alone and will recover. She brings mental illness out into the open, promotes awareness, and in doing so, aims to smash the stigma surrounding it. So welcome, Lauren, it's lovely to have you here.
1: Oh, thank you, Anna, it's great to be here.
0: And uh, a topic that is is very close to my heart. And I I appreciate um, your perspective on um, having had a journey with mental illness yourself and now what you do with your coaching business. Um, So I wonder if you could begin by telling us a bit about that and and your journey and what what it's really taught you so far in your life.
1: Yeah, I've always said that uh, mental illness as a teacher... And, um, you know, I've kind of struggled with my mental health on and off. So I've had long, long periods of what my psychiatrist calls remission. Mm -hmm. Uh, I find that quite difficult to use that word myself, but she calls it remission. Um, So I've had long periods of, of good health. And then obviously, you know, relapses, which were often sort of brought on by a kind of accumulation of stress you know mm. over a period it could be in the form of well, my last relapse was mainly due to a, a kind of series of bereavements that i had mm. um, and i had difficulty processing so um yeah for me i guess but i as i say it, it is a teacher and um there's a lot of i've learned a lot about i would say about myself about mm. other people about the world um as a result of you know my journey. Um, it's taught me a lot about you know what I value which um, I think we maybe don't think as much about on a day-to-day basis but I think it's you know so profound to kind of think what are my values in life and um, I found that when I started to look at my values that I wasn't really living a life in accordance with with them Mm. and that was causing me you know some kind of discomfort and stress I guess. Um, so as I'm you mentioned in my, my, my introduction there, um, it's taught me about, it's led me to my purpose. So, mm-hmm. which I feel incredibly kind of blessed for, I guess, because some people go through life and never have that opportunity, you know, yeah. to discover their purpose, you know, mm-hmm. for various reasons. Um, but I feel I've definitely found mine. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a really powerful thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and that's through mental illness, um, kind of going into the kind of cave of despair, as I call it, or the mm-hmm. abyss. You know, and if you can bear to be there long enough, I think there's a lot of gems that you can find there. And all of us have periods of difficulty in our life and suffering. Yes. And um, but and I think it can teach us a lot. Um, mm-hmm. so I guess that's what led me to do what I do now. Um, for me, um, I was a somebody that was really, you know, self-critical. I kind of drove myself and motivated myself through self-criticism from my young age, mm. I would say from my, you know, from puberty, probably I was very like that. Or even before then, because I, I always remember being very driven even at primary school, you know? Mm. So I think it was most of my life I've been that way. And so when I was introduced to the concept of self-compassion about four or five years ago, it was just transformative because it just spoke to me on, on so many levels. Mm-hmm. Both addressed the self-criticism and said, you know, the antidote to that is self-kindness. And, and then it looked on other areas which we might touch on today. But um, yeah, I, I, so I've basically set up my coaching business a couple of years ago, where I really focus on helping people kind of to develop the skill of self-compassion, because it is a skill mm-hmm. um, that we need to learn and, and then to practice and to keep practicing Um, so that's and it's been you know profoundly transformative in my own life and so that's why Mm -hmm. I feel it's my purpose now to help share that and in doing so kind of also be touching on well focusing on really mental well-being and Mm -hmm. and talking about mental illness as well
0: yeah and, and I have such a sense of that that journey and you talked uh, a lot about your purpose there and I'm wondering what's that like to have found that and connected with that in a way that you're bringing that to other people I mean what does that feel like to you
1: well it's really exciting I mean to uh, it was something that I always struggled with so I knew I was somebody that really identify with my work so uh, for me what I did for a living you know really had to align with who I was as a person mm-hmm. so I had some you know jobs in, in my career where I felt you know I'm getting to express myself the way that's important to me um, I'm getting to be creative I'm getting to you know I, for, for me all these things were kind of um, you know they, they were good at the time um, and I've always been been somebody who I, I just couldn't do a job that was the same all the time I, ne- I knew I needed variety and challenge and excitement and mm-hmm. you know uh, unpredictability there was a lot of things I felt I needed in my job, and I also knew that I wanted my job to change as I changed, mm-hmm. so that kind of led me to feel that working for myself was probably the best um, mm-hmm. way of doing all of that and meeting all those kind of needs in me i guess yeah. um, and then when I was introduced to self compassion and did my training in it um, i I just knew. It just I think it's when you know that something I mean, I've done many over the years, you know, I've had mental health difficulties over 20 years for over 20 years. And I tried so many therapies over that time and I wouldn't say that they were all useless, like they definitely some of them had um a real impact mm-hmm. um positive impact on me, but none of them were came close to kind of the impact that self compassion had yeah. it just it just kind of moved me on such a deep level mm-hmm. and it talked to me like when I read self compassion the book by Kristen neff mm-hmm. it just touched me you know so deeply and kind of made me realize. You know, this is the answer. This is what I've been looking for all these years. Mm. You know, And it was so elusive because before I'd always been looking outside myself for the answer, a therapist used to joke with me. She says, Lauren, you're always buying books. It's like you're looking for the next, you know, I was looking for uh-huh. the answer in all these books. Yeah. Um, and yet the answer was inside that it was really how I was relating to myself, my relationship with myself, mm-hmm. Was wounded, and that's what I needed to heal, and that's what self compassion is all about, really. Yeah.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. and, and thinking about people who might be listening, wondering what you know what that that um, discovery has has brought for you. What are some examples of things that people can do to to be more self compassionate?
1: Mm. Yeah, it's a great question. I think a lot of people know what compassion means. So, mm. you know, someone's being caring, empathetic, you know, to someone who's suffering, um, reaching out, trying to help, you know, showing he's very compassionate. We would, if someone said, describe somebody to you as they're very compassionate, you would know what that means. Mm. Um, but then when it comes to self-compassion, there's a bit more mystery around that because people kind of have an idea of what it is but not quite and if you say well it's just being nice you know compassionate to yourself which is the simplest sort of definition of it Mm -hmm. um yeah that's fine what does it actually mean to be compassionate towards yourself and this is why i feel it's so pertinent for this time we're in right now because Mm -hmm. compassion only comes when they're suffering you can only show compassion when they're suffering so like it comes from the latin word um, com, com which means with and then passion suffering so with suffering so you know it's some self compassion is something is a, is a kind of acknowledgement when we're going through difficult times like we all have been mm-hmm. over the last two years um, It's sort of acknowledging that suffering and it's about being with it as well and not trying to push it away deny it or numb it out mm-hmm. you know through what whatever means we use alcohol, drugs, sex, gambling, shopping, you know, whatever it is. Um, but being with that discomfort long enough to learn, it's almost like, um, as I was describing with depression, you know, being that abyss, that cave mm-hmm. in the darkness, uh, it's these uncomfortable surroundings and being able to withstand those conditions mm-hmm. long enough to kind of learn or get that jet find that gem and that's been my experience of self-compassion is that it's taught me how to handle difficult emotions Mm -hmm. it's taught me how to that and that in turn means that my emotional life is richer because I you know just as you they say you know you can't have the sun without you know the Mm. moon and you know you need the opposite so The more we're able to withstand these difficult emotions i think the more we're able to experience more joy and more happiness Mm -hmm. so we get it kind of widens the spectrum of feelings that we can experience so that's been my experience of self-compassion is it's kind of made my emotional life far richer um obviously if you're kinder to yourself you're naturally going to be kinder to other people. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I did struggle with, with my mental health for many, many years, and I can still struggle at times today, you know, if I'm tired or if I'm stressed or, you know, my, my thinking good, reverts back to not great thinking. And um, self compassions taught me a lot about changing this inner talk, self-talk mm-hmm. and making it more supportive and encouraging and positive. Um, so those have been the biggest kind of, mm. you know, uh, changes I would say in my, in my life since practising ah. yeah.
0: And, you know, th- thinking about that, you know, you described the cave or the abyss. It's so valuable to sit with things, isn't it? That allowing them to just be there. That's something I learned through meditation training. And I've since I've almost constantly read books about mindfulness and so on. And that way of being willing to sit with and, and not not striving to change anything it's simply noticing at first isn't it and that that I have a sense of such courage when you're describing that um that being willing to be with the, the difficult emotions and thoughts and and um I think you said withstand you know being able to to come out the other end with I noticed you said gems mm. um I thought a beautiful metaphor um, and I wonder what gems represents for you
1: Hmm. Yeah, I guess a lot of it is like what well, the first thing I, I described there was having this, you know, greater spectrum of feelings and emotion, you know, a richer emotional life. Mm-hmm. Um, I always believe that when you know, there's a Leonard Cohen song, you know, in the when the, in the crack, it's it's in the crack that the light gets in, mm-hmm. and. It's almost like sometimes when I've been through kind of emotional turmoil, I'll often say to myself, you know, there's something good is going to come out of this. And it might just be something that I learn about myself or about, you know, building my self-awareness, which I really feel is one of the keys to kind of leading a happier, more fulfilled life is having greater self-awareness because mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that hold us back, you know, things within ourselves and our subconscious, the beliefs we have about ourselves that hold us back, um, things that they say in self-compassion that at the root of it is things that like, I'm unworthy, I'm not enough, I'm unlovable. Mm. You know, changing those beliefs to I am enough Mm -hmm. I am lovable, I am worthy, you know, believing that and you can imagine the ripple effect of thinking I am worthy, you know, what will the ripple effect be of that for yourself, Mm -hmm. with others in your life, with your work? You know, if you have these sorts of beliefs, so those beliefs for me have changed, and I'm, it's, I'm on a journey. I'm not there, and there's no, <laughs> I don't think there is any final destination, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a journey, and it's changed things for me. Um, you know, it's, um, I guess like I said, because of learning more about myself, um, I'm able to, to kind of, you know, change those negative patterns that are maybe or unhelpful patterns that are within me Mm -hmm. that are maybe causing me a level of unhappiness you know Mm -hmm. at some at some level or other so um those what i would say those have been the sort of biggest gems um the self-awareness the um the the richer relationships that i have Mm -hmm. now you know i'm more better you know communicating my needs to others which means that more of my needs are getting met Mm -hmm. because um you know I've got the kind of self-compassion has taught me a lot about how to treat myself and I suppose that's where it is such a kind of you know it's good for humanity because if we all treated ourselves a little more kindly then that automatically it you know does ripple out to other people. Yeah, if you're yeah. less judgmental of yourself, you're going to naturally become less judgmental of others. That's been a big, big change for me as well. That as I've become kinder, more loving towards myself, I'm I, I feel that way towards others. I'm more tolerant mm. and more compassionate to other people.
0: Yeah, and you know I do believe that when we work on ourselves, on on um, those kind of things and noticing and being aware of our thoughts and, and emotions and so on I, I do believe that you know even if you walk into a room or you meet a friend they'll, they'll pick up on it right away in fact there's even that sort of field around our bodies and when we meet people we sense what's what's happening for them don't we yeah
1: um, definitely
0: and even I believe on online and on Zoom and so on um, mm-hmm. it can still happen because we, mm-hmm. when we're really present with ourselves and with other people um, mm-hmm. it has a significant effect and so, Lauren, what kinds of things are you um, working on at the moment? It's a certain time of year that often people are talking about plans and things like mm-hmm. that. What's what's uh, happening with you at the moment?
1: Yeah, well, at the moment, doing a few things. So, um, in March, I've got a, a, a second um, time of my Love Yourself Lighter program. So mm. It's a twelve-week program that I created last year and have run. Um, one course already and it was really successful and so I'm really keen to run another one in March and help people kind of spring into the rest of the year yeah. <laughs> spring um, so yeah we're working on that and that's really all about helping people to feel emotionally and mentally lighter because mm. I feel you know the past two years it's been it's been very heavy and people have been feeling really weighed down you know they're missing fun and laughter we're, we're missing all these kind of lighter you're feeling lighter within ourselves so mm-hmm. that's what the program is really all about is trying to help people cultivate that feeling of lightness again in their life mm. and the main way I do that is through teaching them self-compassion and you know I teach different tools and practices that they can use and it's a supportive group as well whether it's a small group but people have the chance to work together support each other um you know we do group coaching every week and they have the chance to do some one-to-one calls with me as well mm. so that's starting in March and then I'm hoping to go to Holland in June mm. um, to go and do my teacher training of mindful self-compassion mm. um, so at the moment I'm doing my coaching diploma which is an integral it's integrative coaching so it's looking at all the different types of coaching models so mm. you've got your CBT and and they've got act therapy and different ways so I'm, I'm really I've just started that a week ago and I'm loving that so far mm. so um but yes in June hoping to go back to Holland I, I went there that's where I did my training four years ago in Holland with Kristen Neff and Chris Germer who are the founders of the M- mindful self-compassion practice <sighs> So Chris Germer is delivering it again in June. So I was really keen. I love him. And, Mm -hmm. you know, just his work is fantastic. So I'd love to to go back and do my teacher training there. So I'm just inquiring about that now. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just more Love Yourself Lighter programs throughout the year. So that's my signature program. Mm Um, and then I also have one more for kind of businesses and organisations called Enlightened Leadership. So I'm hoping to launch that in the autumn, mm-hmm. along with another leadership coach. Um, mm. So together we're hoping to work on that. So yes, yeah, so there's a few mm-hmm. few things kind of coming up, which is really exciting. So
0: yeah, yeah, and it's interesting to hear you're you're um, going to be working with leaders as well, because what I'm in noticing increasingly is that. Um, leaders in all types of settings and really anyone who looks after others there's a there's a sort of certain level of you know we've been doing this for a couple of years now and um you know they're supporting themselves but to be able to support other people too you know you're really often digging deep to do that kind of thing Um, so you know i'm sure that will have a a positive ripple effect and being able Mm. to support leaders as well
1: Yeah, and there's a huge role for compassion Mm. in the workplace. And I think people who are kind of exceptional leaders That's one of the qualities they have, I think, is compassion, you know, Mm -hmm. real compassion. And it's not just a case of feeling the other person suffering and wanting to support them, but it's also about action as well. Like, that's what I love about compassion. It's not just a a fluffy feeling that we should have for other people and ourselves. It's like, what can I actually do? You know, Mm -hmm. there's a kind of active component to it. Um, So I think that's what makes it so powerful as well in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's more and more coming out now about that. Um, just as there was, you know, with self-compassion, more and more is coming out about, you know, Brenny Brown talk, talks a bit, quite a lot about self-compassion. Mm-hmm. Also, Kristen Nash, she's the, the kind of main um, professor associated with it. But um, yeah, I think there's just such a huge role for it, really, in society at the moment because of what we've been through. And a lot of people... Mm-hmm. People who before never had difficulties with mental health, you mm-hmm. know, never had much experience of it at all, apart from just reasonably good health, have found, you know, due to whatever, you know, combination of circumstances that they're, you know, struggling, or it may be somebody who in your family or your friend that you know is having a difficult time. I think we all know somebody. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a real, Need for it at the moment, definitely.
0: Mm-hmm. And and um for anybody who is concerned about about somebody, what would your what would your advice be if if they're obviously the, the, there's the self compassion side of it, but also is there anything else that would help people if they're worried about a family member, perhaps just now? Um, what, what can they do?
1: Yeah I think one of the best things is really about um, you know communication just keeping the sort of channels of communication open. Mm. Um, You know I think for somebody trying to support themselves you know through a difficult time one of the key tools I always recommend is journaling if if, unless they don't like writing but um, if they quite you know enjoy it I would always say I would journal just journal your way through it just get Mm. out onto paper and express yourself I read a beautiful book called The Gift by Edith Eager and that was one of the things she said in her book which jumped off the page at me and she said you know expression is the opposite of depression Mm. Um, and I thought that's so important we need to be able to talk um, with each other and you know we can talk with ourselves if you like by yeah. journaling or by doing something creative expressing ourselves you know she talks about which I loved um also having these rage dates you know we are if you're sometimes we feel out of sorts and we don't really know why and I think obviously at the moment sometimes that a lot can be due to frustration or various things like loss or grief you know we, there, there's lots of things around for us, and it can make us feel like I say out of sorts. And so she talks about in her book having these rage dates, you know, where you go to a hill and scream at the top of your lungs, or you punch a pillow, or you do something just mm-hmm. to get it out of your body. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of it is movement as well. I would say to people, just if you don't like writing, then just get out and go for a walk or go for mm-hmm. a jog if you can. You don't need to be looking for Christy to run. Like just mm-hmm. plod along if you need to but just shifting the energy you know within our bodies because it just gets quite stuck um,
0: mm-hmm. yeah mm, definitely well listen thank you so much for for joining me today Lauren I, I love to hear and um, people like yourself you know in your own words and the, your your own sort of journey with with mental health and so on I think it's so powerful and um, compelling for other people to 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 hear how you, you know, how you go about self-compassion and so on. So thank you for sharing that today.
1: Oh, you're welcome. It's been a real pleasure.
0: Oh, absolutely. So um, thank you to everyone for listening. Um, this has been Roots for Growth podcast, and I'm Annabelle.